This is episode number 172 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Welcome to High Impact Leaders. I'm your host, Doug Stannard, and my goal is to help you develop your leadership skills and build strong teams as your business grows and grows. Today, I'm covering part two of a two-part series on updating your resume and LinkedIn profile. Now, last week, I covered how you want to customize your resume for every single company, really every single interviewer that you're applying to. And if you just basically, if you just send out a generic resume to hundreds of people, you're likely not going to get the best results. This week, though, I'm going to cover how to do a, do better research before you actually go on that interview and also how to update your LinkedIn profile. By the way, the episode is brought to you by leadersinstitute.com. For leadership or team building ideas, please visit us at our website at www.leadersinstitute.com. And if you like the content of the podcast, make sure to leave me a review on your podcast app and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that your phone automatically downloads each episode. And then also we have a YouTube channel at Leaders Institute with all kinds of cool tips and videos. All right, so let's get on with today's lesson. Hey, so if you haven't listened to the last episode, make sure and do that because in the last really like five or six minutes, I just very quickly went over some of the research that you can do to really customize the content of either a resume or a proposal or a document, a marketing document that you're creating for a single entity, a single person or a company, that kind of thing. Um, and, and it's really important. And one of the last thing that I touched on in that list was to do a Google search for the title of that person that you are presenting to. So if you go and find them on LinkedIn and you find that person's title, and then you just copy and paste that title into, into Google, it's going to give you a list of inform of, of, of blog posts or news articles or web pages about that specific title. And a lot of times, those those documents are going to to give you a list of problems and solutions that these people kind of face. Uh, for instance, the one that I used as an example was talent developer. Let's say the person that we're we are that is doing the interviewing is uh, is a talent developer of some type. Worked with a number of those folks in the last couple of years, and um, by just doing a little bit of research, especially at the very beginning of COVID, when COVID hit in uh, in twenty twenty. Um, the, the, these folks that were had that specific talent, that's one, one of the reasons on why I picked that as an example, is that there were all kinds of articles about how to do employee development online and virtually and stuff like that. So they had a brand new challenge that they'd never been that had never been experiencing because I knew that I was able to kind of promote an expertise that we had at the Leaders Institute specifically for that need because we're really, really good at making virtual meetings fun and informative and teaching people uh, through virtual training. So as a result, we got a lot of business just by altering what we put on LinkedIn and what we all, what we put in our marketing brochures and pamphlets and stuff like that to really hit that specific need for that specific group of people. Um, so when you if you kind of keep that in mind, um, it, it, if if you a, a lot of times when we are creating this customization, it, it's really just a guessing game. Really, we have to guess what we think that 
the potential need or want or problem is that this person is is experiencing. And um, but however, if you identify, you know, two of the five challenges that they are experiencing, then you're going to have a great advantage over the people that identify none of those things, right? So even if you're guessing, you come up with a few items and some of those items are things that are on their big list where they go, oh my God, that's exactly, we need somebody that can help us with that problem. Then you're going to be at the top of the list because most people aren't really going to do that. So if you go back to the the talent developer example, you know, what I would do is I would say, you know, what challenges might this person have uh, that hiring me could fix, you know, what is it that this, um, and so like, for instance, as a, as a talent developer for a, a multinational company, right. And as a talent developer, this person is, is likely responsible for helping an entire team develop new skills. Um, they, they, she may also have challenges with the, the different, the different cultural norms from different countries. You know, uh, a lot of their offices are in Europe, some are in the United States, some are in, you know, every other country around the world, multinational. So that's going to be a big challenge for a, a, um, a talent developer. So if the applicant can show the interviewer how he or she could help reduce or fix any of those challenges, those, those, um, those, those things that she could be facing, then that person is probably going to be viewed more favorably than somebody who doesn't, who, who just says, Hey, this is a list of what I'm great at. Right. So let's kind of move into something that's pretty important. It's the, the LinkedIn profile. Um, and what you really want to do is um, create a, a stunning LinkedIn profile that proves that you're an expert. So now you've customized this content for the, the specific person who's looking at your resume or proposal or whatever it is. A lot of times what they're going to do, as soon as they see their, that your name, they're going to do with you what you did with them, right? You searched Google for that person's name. Most likely they're going to search your name. And if you have a really good LinkedIn profile, a lot of times that's going to show up at the top. Even for me, I've written a lot of books. I've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of blog posts and, and podcast interviews and all kinds of stuff like that. Still, when somebody searches Doug Standard, a lot of times, I mean, my books will show up at, at, in the rich text, but a lot of times LinkedIn is going to show up either number one or number two. So that's one of those things that you want to focus on, create that, that stunning LinkedIn profile. So, um, because they are going to check you out. <laughs> that's the first, first thing that they're going to do. And so it, it, it's, it, as important as the resume is to that good first impression, your, your internet activity is going to be even more vital. They're going to spend more, a lot of times they'll look at the resume very quickly. Even though you spend a lot of time on it and you feel good about it, a lot of times they're going to kind of go through that and say, okay, yeah, good candidate. Let me let me do some more research, though. They're not just going to take the resume at its word because they think most people lie on their resumes, right? So basically what they're going to do is they're going to look up your they're going to look you up on the internet and see if what you said in your resume is, is actually true. And so that's why your LinkedIn profile is going to be is going to be pretty important. So um the the spend some time on on LinkedIn, um, um, and on, on the appearance there, uh, you want to make it really inviting to that prospective employer. Um, and in fact, here are just a few simple things that you can do to improve your, your profile or what people see when they, when they, um, when they go onto your LinkedIn page anyway. All right. The very first thing that you want to do is you want to upload a very professional looking portrait, <laughs> For your LinkedIn profile, make it square, right? They they actually have. Um, um, by the way, um, 
there, uh, the, um, I, I didn't mention this. I meant to mention this earlier, uh, but on when you're creating your resume, you're creating those documents, you can go to a, a, um, an online um, software called Canva, C-A-N-V-A, and I'll link to that in the show notes. But Canva is a fantastic place to go and create documents and images. It's phenomenal. There are hundreds and hundreds of free templates that you can use. So when you're creating your resume, you can actually go to Canva in the search bar at the top, just type in the word resume, and it's going to give you a bunch of free templates that you can kind of put stuff into. Um, my personal opinion is that a lot of the, the it, it, it basically, the, it, they're going to look pretty, but the content that's in there is not really good. You know, a lot of times it's going to be very brief. And so you're probably going to want to put a few more details in than, than kind of what the examples in, in Canva give you, but it's going to make it look pretty. It's going to make you look really professional. So basically you want the the portrait of you to have, you know, the your the top of your head down to about the middle of your torso, your shoulders and and maybe your hands in it. Um and, and you want it to look really professional. So basically choose a, a pretty good background, um either a a, a brick wall or um some something that is that that looks, you know, pretty professional. If you don't want to go get a professional headshot made, um if if this if this is something that you're going to use for marketing, it might be important enough to actually hire somebody to do a, a professional headshot. But for the most part, you can actually do a pretty adequate job just by doing a, a selfie on your phone and then uploading that to Canva, making it square, and you can actually edit it to make it look really pretty and all that kind of stuff. So all, all the things that you used to have to do with Photoshop now, you can do with Canva, and it's free for the most part. So so I would encourage you to do that. Um, the uh, and by the way, the I think the template in LinkedIn is like I think they they ask for a 400 pixel by 400 pixel. It should be square. Um, and so if you just go to um, to Canva and do an image for 400, a custom image for 400 by 400, upload your picture. Should be quick and easy. It's a, it's an easy way to to kind of do it. Um, you can use any in image creation software, but uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of Canva. I use that for a lot of the stuff that we do here at the office and on our blogs and stuff like that. So it's real easy to to use if you've never used it before. You do want to make sure that you smile and you want to be professionally dressed in your photo. Um, don't do weird stuff. You know, a lot of times folks will, you'll see people with their resumes and they've got pictures where they're doing some kind of weird gesture or something, right? It's just going to make you look odd. It's not going to make you look personable or anything like that. Just a, just a professional headshot is really all you need. Something that looks good. Um, in addition to your, your image on your, and by the way, one of the other major things about the LinkedIn image is that that image will show up in a lot of different places. I, the, when I uploaded my professional image to LinkedIn, it doesn't just show up on LinkedIn. It shows up. Um, it shows up in a number of other different places. So just uh, make sure that when you put that up, that it's a, a really professional looking one. Um, the second thing that you want to focus on is what what LinkedIn calls a banner. It's kind of like the the header at the top. Um, you want to make that eye catching. Um, if if you go if you kind of look me up on LinkedIn and by the way if you're already on LinkedIn and you look me up make sure and connect with me I will connect back with you um, if um, it's the first thing that visitors see when they go on to your profile page 
So it's a great place to share photos of past successes and, and images and, and phrases that show your personality. For instance, if you, if you look at my background image on LinkedIn, I've got a collage of, of some of my classes. I've got one that's a virtual class because we're doing a lot of those now. I've got one that's an in-person team building event, one where I'm in a classroom setting and that kind of, because it shows the different things that I'm able to do. I also, interestingly, I put my name and my title in the image, in that background image. Um, and that's going to make sense in, in just a moment. Um, it, it, I'll, I'll kind of show you why I put it in the image and not in the, the actual headline, which is what we'll cover in, in the next couple of seconds. But just as with your portrait, you know, can, Canva or other image software can can make creating this image much easier. And if you just in that same search bar that you that we that you typed a resume in before, just type in LinkedIn banner and you're going to get a selection of, of different templates that you can use. There's dozens that are that will show up. Um, and in the top left hand corner, there's going to be a little color palette. So if there's specific colors that you're that you like, you know, that, that look good with you or whatever, then you can kind of narrow down the selection based on a, a color palette and that kind of thing. So it makes it really, really easy to to create a, an image that's kind of eye-catching and everything. All right, the next thing is that you want to make a, a headline, your headline or where a lot of people put their job title, and you want to make that headline a problem that you solve for people. And this is really cool. This is really important because this is the thing that shows up in the search engine results. So when somebody types in your name and they get your LinkedIn, they're going to see this. They're going to see this pop up. So if you can identify a problem that you solve for people, then it makes it a whole lot. I mean, it basically, it creates a, a very solid kind of first impression on the person who's doing a search for you. Uh, and by, by the way, most people just kind of put the job title there, but this is the perfect place to to um, to kind of promote yourself. So like, for instance, in my profile, I put, hey, I make meetings more fun and memorable. <laughs> that's, my, that's the problem I solve for people. People have boring problems. I fix that, right? And, um, and, and then I also put that I help meeting planners get five-star ratings, right? Because that's a big client base for me. So, if, so like folks who organize meetings for their companies or, or event planners, that kind of thing, a lot of times they will hire me to come in and speak for at their, at their events. And if they want to get a five-star rating, they can hire me, right? So, so basically I'm putting that in the headline. That's the first thing that people are seeing. So if they are a, a, a potential client for me, then they're going to be putting, then they're going to be seeing that. Um, when we focused on the resume, uh, especially last week, we spent a lot of time identifying potential problems of the interviewer. And that's kind of what we started off a few minutes ago on this session as well. So if you can find a single problem that shows up with the different interviewers over and over and over again, then that might be a great thing to address in your headline. So like, for instance, let's say I'm an accountant, right? Uh, and um, if I'm an accountant, I might put a, at my, as my headline, I help companies avoid IRS audits, right? So basically by putting that in my headline, if I happen to be a small business guy and I see that this guy's an accountant and I don't want to be audited, so maybe I'll hire him, you know, versus his competitors, right? Um, uh, for, if I'm a project manager, I might put something like, I, I make sure that projects are completed safely before deadlines and under budget, right? If I'm a salesperson, let's say for instance I'm I'm a sales guy and I'm and I'm um, I'm uh, putting myself out there to be hired by a, um, a, a a a sales manager of some type, then I might put something that only the sales manager would know what it is. I might put something like I find and bag white elephant accounts. <laughs> 
if you're in the sales game, you kind of know the white elephant. If that's the unique, that's that unique customer, that unique client, that one that everybody is striving for, right? And if if you happen to be a specialist in that area, then that's going to get a, a, a sales manager's eye very, very quickly. If I'm an engineer, I might put something like I bring technically harebrained ideas into reality, right? So because humor goes a long way, you know, somehow sometimes you can kind of put some things in there just, just to make people go, oh, okay, I want to hear more about this guy. What does this guy really do here, right? So the most important thing is to treat this like a headline. That's why LinkedIn calls it a headline. The headline is just supposed to get the reader to want to read more. They want the reader to say, hmm, that's unique, right? Okay, I'm going to look at this a little bit more. I want to click the button. I want to go to that page and, and, and look and see what this person's expertise is, right? Um, the next thing that I encourage people to do in their LinkedIn profile anyway is to tease the audience with the, the first sentence of your about section. Um, that, that about section, a lot of times it only kind of shows the first Uh, I haven't really counted the words. It's probably like 30 words or so. It's about a sentence and a half, maybe something like that. That's all that really shows up in the about us or the about me thing. But if you click the, it'll, if you click the button, it'll, it'll show everything. It'll, it'll say more. There's a more button or something like that on there. Right. But so what you want to do is tease people into clicking that so that they read more about you. So um, um, like for instance, um, I try to remember what I have in mind. Um, uh, I, th- I think I put uh, like what well, I, I'll tell you what most people kind of put in there. Like when folks kind of start their um, their about, um, sometimes they'll put something like um, uh, I have five years of project management experience or something like that. Um, instead, it, you really want to put something in there that is more of a solution. So um, like, for instance, if if. Um, uh, if the if a project manager instead of saying I've got in, in their about me thing if they say I've got five years of project management experience instead of saying that if they if they say something like I typically get assigned the has to be done in an impossible time frame and under budget projects because of my track record <laughs> so and and then it concluded with something like although my success rate isn't quite one hundred percent because some projects really do have impossible requirements over the last five years, 90%, 90 plus percent of my projects have been completed before the established deadline and under the project estimate. So basically putting something like that in the about section makes it to where when folks kind of read it, they're, they're, they want to read more, right? So it makes it, um, it, it's your chance to kind of brag a little about yourself. And you want to remember that, that um, things you have done in the past, a lot of times they're going to seem kind of ordinary or common to you. But because you do them every day, right? However, that that is the consistency that potential employers are really looking for. And because you do that every day, they they're common to you, but that and because they are common to you, they make you unique, right? So you now are unique because most people don't do those kind of things every day. Um, so that's what really what what is really cool about um if you if you use that about section really effective. Um, one of the last things that you want to do here is you want to reach out to a few contacts that you have on, on LinkedIn and request a, uh, a recommendation from them, right? Um, the, the, these are one of the coolest things because um, it's, it's a unique feature in LinkedIn, um, th- this ability to receive recommendations from your connections. Because in a, in a resume, back when I started writing resumes back you know decades ago, um, People used to include a list of references. That's what we used to do. We say so we like you. It was the 
the adage at the time was you put in three references, people that you could put their name down that could be called that would give you, that would say, hey, this person is a really cool person. It's a really good worker and that kind of thing. And um, way back when I first began hiring team members, especially for my own company, when I was working at the big corporate, you know, behemoths and all that kind of stuff, um, that was one of the first things that I would look for. <laughs> I would look for that list of references, you know, but, I mean, that's how old I am, but that's what we, we did at the time. I looked for that list of references. And my assumption was that if you put some, I never, I, I rarely called them. I know that a lot of people did, you know, a lot of people would call those references, especially folks that got burned in the past, you know, by, by um, folks that, that gave fake resumes or something like that. But um, my assumption was always, if, if you put down somebody as a reference on your resume, that they're likely going to say some good things about you. Otherwise, you wouldn't put. You would have found somebody else to put. There's got to be three people that you know that that would that would say you're a good person. And if not, oh man, you're not a fit for my company, right? Um, so anytime I read the phrase "references available upon request," again, again, this is kind of an old phrase, but that's what a lot of people would do is they would just put references available upon request, man, I would exclude that candidate because if my assumption was if they couldn't find at least a couple of people that would talk nice about them, they're not going to be a good fit. Right. Um, well, that's where LinkedIn recommendations kind of come in because they allow you to list an unlimited number of references. And in fact, if you, if you just kind of hover over the section and click the request or recommendation button, a button will pop up. And, um, and then when that button pops up, it's like a search bar. You just start typing the name of people that you know that you're connected with on LinkedIn. It's gonna, it, it will pop up their name. You can hit the, the request. They, they may or may not write something about you, but if, if they know you and they trust you and you reach out to them first and say, hey, would you mind? I, I mean, I, I, uh, would you mind, um, especially with somebody that you've recently worked with or somebody that really knows you well and, they, and you're good friends or something like that? I mean, they're they're most likely going to take a few minutes and and write a good um, recommendation for you for you, and you can do that as many times as you want. So you can have a hundred or two hundred or three hundred recommendations, and when folks kind of read through, um, it, I mean, it's just it's one of those things that can be a very positive addition to your your profile. I mean, the the analogy I like to use is you think of it like the Amazon rating that you have for products and stuff. When you go on Amazon and buy something, they've got the ratings on there, the stars. It's like it's like an Amazon rating for you. I mean, how how many how many one of the first things that I'll do when I go buy something on Amazon or some of the other you know where I'm going to a movie or something like that, I'm going to look and see what the ratings are. What what do other people think about this thing? And I'm looking to see how many five star ratings are out there. And I'm hopefully hopefully there's not going to be any one stars, but if there are, I'm going to look at those too, right? But I'm looking at those and say, God, man, there's like a thousand people. That gave this movie a five-star rating, so I'm guessing it's probably a pretty good one, right? Or that uh, there's there's like 140 people that bought these shoes. They all gave them a five-star rating, so these must be pretty good shoes, right? Well, that's what this is for you. That's what this LinkedIn recommendation is, is, is that um, if one or two people recommend this product or person, then... It's somewhat untested. However, however, if dozens offer a recommendation, then the risk of making a mistake is lessened dramatically. So the more people that you can get recommendations from, the less risky it is for somebody to hire you either as a consultant or as a, as a um, to, to hire your company or to hire you as an, as an employee 
of their organization. So um, you want to make sure that that um, obviously your work experience, your contact information, other details are accurate on LinkedIn. You know, sometimes that stuff gets outdated and and kind of stays up stays up there. So obviously you want to make sure that all of that information is accurate. So make sure to proofread everything <laughs> if you're work. You know, especially your work experience. You know, you want to pay close attention. By the way, in your work experience, to a couple of things. The first thing you want to do is you want to try to avoid gaps in the timing of your work history. If there's a gap, you want to make sure and explain that either in the about section or in the next section of your work history. You know, like for instance, um, let's say that there's a a, um, a five year gap in work experience, uh, and so when that in the 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 next work experience example, you might put something like, you know, after spending six years of full-time as a full-time mom, raising my daughters, I returned to the workforce in 2018 as that kind of thing. Right. So basically it gives an explanation. Oh, okay. So she took, took some time off to raise her daughters. Daughters are in school now, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So it makes it really, um, it, 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 that, that explanation keeps the, um, the red flags from from popping up. Another thing that you want to avoid is overlapping experience. For instance, if you worked for a company for 10 years and then left to start your own company, that may be great. However, if the time frame of you starting your own company begins two years before you left the company that you were working for, that's another red flag, right? So you want to pay close attention to your work experience and, and that kind of stuff. Um, one of the newer things that LinkedIn allows you to do, though, is to showcase your expertise by showing your LinkedIn activity. Now, this is a feature that is similar to, it's, it's like a combination of a blog that you can write, you know, like you can write articles on a blog and um, it's also a social media feed. So you can write posts, you can write articles or uh, that relate to your own expertise. That's a good way to, to let pr- pers- prospective employers know that you are skilled in a specific area. Or you can just share and comment on other experts' posts, what other people kind of wrote. And each of those activities will show your reader that you have a specific expertise in the field. Um, And by the way, this is a great way to subtly share a a couple of success stories with potential employers. You know, for instance, you can write about a, a recent project that ended with a great success, or you could... Uh, write about a few tips that you discovered that 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 helped you do that help you do your job well on a, on a day-to-day basis. I mean, all of these postings now show up on your LinkedIn profile. So when the prospective employer or prospective customer checks you out, they now see that you're an expert. They see that you've actually written something really cool. So if you if, if you don't think of yourself as a writer, uh, an easy way to put yourself at the top of the, the hiring list, by the way, is just to go to the job posting and look for a list of the required skills in that job posting. And then just do a search for those words in posts on LinkedIn. Like if you go to the search bar and you type in that that um, that requirement, that required skill, just type that in and do a search. It'll, it'll search everything. It'll search all. And then you can actually click on there and just click post. Look for any post. Let's say, for instance, that... Um, that uh, uh, WordPress, right? So I'm going back to my example of the of the um, um, the website person, right? So somebody who's an expert at WordPress or or Divi, you know, that's a specific theme on on WordPress. Or um, I could search for um, uh, Google My Business, right? Google My Business. That's a that's the local search that Google provides for small businesses and that kind of thing. I could do a search for Google My Business, see what articles pop up, and then just comment on that article. And once I comment on that article, it shows up in my post. So if, if 
somebody that is going to be hiring somebody, hiring me, and they want to know if I'm skilled at Google My Business, and they go to my LinkedIn profile and they look at my activity and they see that I made a comment about, on, about a post about that topic two days ago. Now they say, all right, well, this guy, he knows what that is anyway, right? So now I'm seen in a more favorable light. So th- those are just really simple things that you can do to kind of put yourself at the top of the list of any customer, client, um, 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 if you're looking for a job, a hire a person who is hiring for a job, any of those kind of things. If you update your LinkedIn profile and your resume, you can make it look. Re- you can basically showcase yourself and showcase your expertise to the world. All right, so hopefully that's of great value to you guys, and we'll see you next week on High Impact Leaders. Bye, y'all.